Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, the future of beauty, thanks to biology. These are just scents I've never smelled before. Dylan taking us inside the lab where they're using science to shake up skincare. Plus, a double try this today. Chanel jumping into a workout that's more like a party. Step back, step over, move me. Then I got the scoop on an iconic treat that went viral on TikTok. And in today's food, you say potato, we say delicious. How to whip up a superb summer potato salad. Today, Monday, July 3rd, 2023. From Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the third hour of today on this Monday morning. Hopefully, you're all enjoying a great holiday weekend. Craig obviously got a start to it. Yes, early. you did too. That's right. <laughs> Although physically we're here, but we're not. But it we, we have a fantastic hour lined up for you with some of our favorite stories from the past broadcast. But first, we want to dive into some stories that uh, caught our eye. Yes, let's talk about it, okay. shall we? So, first off, uh, when you're about to you know, take up a task. Mm -hmm. Do you think about how long it takes or do you worry about that or think about that? My whole yes. day is based on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why? I'm yes. like, I can clean this closet in 10 minutes. I have to pick up the boys from school in 10 minutes, uh -huh. so I'm going to clean that closet. Yeah. But it, it seems to have extended into other parts of our lives. Like, like what? Well, the New York Times uh, looks into this obsession about knowing how long things take uh, and our, our technology that tells us, like, for example, like mm. uh, Waze. It mm -hmm. says, okay, you're going to get to such and such by this time. Yes. yes. Uh, or, or your ride share. You're you know? right. You know, yeah. they're, they're going to pick you up in this amount but of time. But that's good. Is it making us more impatient. Yeah, but yeah, because if they don't get there in right. time, don't you get a little worked up? Or I, well, I yes. feel like Uber usually does, and Waze usually does. Well, I get excited when if Waze says I'm going to get somewhere. Like the other weekend, I was shopping. It said 3:21. If I get there at 3:14, I'm like, hey. I know. I, I did that this weekend. When I was driving <laughs> yeah. home with Nick. I was like, I'm going to beat Waze. Oh, Brian, yeah. I show to do Waze. That too. I'm going to beat Waze. It's tough to beat Waze. That's right. I, 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 I beat Waze by eight minutes. No, wow. I did. I did. <laughs> Didn't see any. We luckily, said, didn't didn't see any state troopers. That little police decal. <laughs> yeah. That's why the but police what was decal the, does help. Though. But does, even yeah. like like some of the uh, newspapers show how long it should take you to read. Uh, I don't the like article. that. I don't like that because I don't. I don't. I'm not that fast. Like, don't that's right. So if you don't read it, and they want to tell you, how you feel like a dope. Me. I tell exactly. you, last thing. Okay, so on GPS, if you, especially in New York City, you have to walk places. Uh -huh. If it says it's like a 24 minute walk, and I get there in 21, I'm like, <laughs> look at me. <laughs> I can walk faster than you think I can. <laughs> Better than the average. <laughs> okay. Now, have you guys heard this? Uh, all of a sudden, one of the kids comes up, Mom, I'm bored. Oh, I'm please. bored. Every yes. day. I used to have a song when I was little. It was my bored song. How'd it go? I'm bored. Psh <laughs> I'd walk around the house just saying that. That's the song? Well, was this like, what, a week ago? <laughs> no. But everybody, my, you're right. Everybody my friend Janelle song. and I growing up, uh, we would just like, we'd be bored together. And, but that was like part of growing but, up. Exactly. We were just bored. But Fine. what about your kids today? I let them be bored. I Do say you? figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were driving sometimes, my husband would like, 
the phone's down. Everybody look out the window. And Kine's like, stop saying that. You always tell us to just look out the window. We're looking out the window. Can we have our phones back? That's what, like, well, no. an article in the New York Times, uh, they t- interviewed a psychologist, and he says it's good for kids because being bored mm-hmm. is normal, natural, and healthy. And it causes you to kind of figure out what to do. So if my boys are sitting there bored, I won't turn the TV on. They can't, they know they can't have the iPad or the phone. And all of a sudden, they start a new game. Like yeah. They just yeah. start they create doing, a game. They create something. Yeah. Even sure. if it's soccer or baseball in the house mm-hmm. or whatever, it's You're still, right. they're doing something. I mean, my mother like used that. to say, I, okay, go outside. I don't want to see you until the streetlights come back. <laughs> Absolutely. We had that a bell. Yeah. My, you know, my mother used to do this thing and go, ski! So even if we couldn't hear her, some other kid would say, I think I hear your mother. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. So, okay, something that can help with boredom, singing. Hmm. In what way? Well, do you you like to sing? I mean, I can't, but I like to. Yeah. (laughs) Whether you can or not. Yeah. Where is this going? I like to sing. I'm bored. There you go. (laughs) Well, article in the Washington Post says that singing in a choir, Mm -hmm. like with a group of people, actually has some health benefits. Well, I absolutely believe that. Like, I always grew up surrounded by other singers, so it makes you feel like... Mm -hmm. And there's also some kind of, like, harmony in, like... You know, literally. being with other people. Yeah, yeah literal, literal harmony. There's a study quoted in the article linked singing in a choir to uh, reducing stress wow. hormones, mm. increasing uh, cytokines, which also uh, boost the body's ability to fight illness. Have you ever sang in a choir? Um, I did at St. Catherine or? of Siena, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and it was a bad choir. Wow. <laughs> we, were just not, we were not a good choir. But you're all trying. You're we're, trying. You want to yeah, hear a random memory of mine? Okay. And this is coming out randomly. So my mom used to be the choir director at my church, so the children's choir. Uh-huh. And one, and my sister played the piano beautifully. I could mm-hmm. not. And so she played for the children's choir. And one time, we, Melanie, if you're watching, we got into an argument before church. And so I had to sing the solo. And so the solo was like, the Lord's been mighty good to me, right? She sits down and puts it in like the highest key <laughs> that there was no way. And like, I'm looking at her and she's like, and I remember Pastor Beasley turned around and looked at me. And I was it's like, like from a sitcom. Oh, oh, there there are dogs barking outside. It was so, my mom, it was just so bad. She's like. But I like the name of the pastor. Pastor Beasley. Pastor Beasley turned around. I'll never forget it because he turned around. He's in the pulpit, you know, and he's Uh like. All right. I'm Reverend Cleophus Beasley. (laughs) How are you today? James Beasley. Okay, next next memory. Uh, So recent (laughs) service. I like when you tickle yourself. I know, because I can't believe I remember that. Anyway, go ahead. A recent survey conducted uh, by LinkedIn and Duolingo looked into... Sorry, that's weird. Somebody, I think, used my email address when they signed up to learn to speak Russian. I've been getting all of these emails saying, congratulations on two weeks of speaking Russian. So it... I've never heard of Duolingo before, but now I've I'm getting... used Duolingo actually. Did you use my email? Are I you did. learning Russian? No, I did. I was I was trying to learn French, but anyway. So that's just, sorry, it just caught me off guard. Well, comrade, if you listen to this next story, uh, so Duolingo LinkedIn says there are these confusing phrases used in the workplaces. Although I don't see them as confusing. Okay. I think we should get rid of them. Herding cats. No, that's. I think I get you that should one. keep that. Yeah, in fact, all of our stage managers are used to that. <laughs> Try, yeah, trying cats. to keep us. Uh, <laughs> yes. uh, here's another one our stage managers use. Ducks in a row. You have to get all your ducks, ducks in a row. Get your ducks in a row. Do people not say these anymore? Well, they, they, they do, but they think we should get rid of these. Oh, no. No, it's, it's because it's, it's a shorthand. colorful way to say something. You know what everybody, everybody has the, knows yes. what you're talking about. What's another Building one? the plane while flying it. Yeah, Which okay. means you're kind of winging it. Yeah. Of, yeah. And throwing spaghetti at the wall. Uh, which, I've never used that one. You've never heard that? I've heard it, but I don't know. I know if 
somebody yeah. says it. They oh, also yeah. found some of the, they so say those are okay to use. Okay. Some that they say you should keep using, which I don't get what the difference is, out of pocket. Yeah, uh, too many uh, cooks in the kitchen. I use that all the yes. time. Yeah, circle back, which yeah, is funny that you back. use too many cooks in the kitchen. I do. <laughs> so that you're well, really I might as well use it some kind of way. That's right. That's uh, how low, she uses the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Low hanging fruit. Yes, that's, I use that a lot. Yeah. So is there is, yes. is there one you use a lot? Um. I don't think, I don't know. Yeah. You're putting me on the spot. We say, yeah. this, there it, you go. You're, you're putting, putting me on, me on the, the spot. spot. I use that. Oh, one. well, there you go. This one doesn't really fit, but Craig says it a lot, too. My grandmother used to say. Here's the thing. Uh, no, well, oh. that too. Yeah, that's it. Lord willing, <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow on the, uh, Lord willing, the creek don't rise. That's right. Yeah. And well, Craig says it now all That's the time. kind of a country thing. Is it? Mm-hmm. I think so. You Is know, Kansas Southern, country? kind of Southern. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, more. Kindness at work. Uh, Forbes recently took on the topic of kindness at work. As, as one survey found that kindness at work predicts happiness at work and in life. So do you agree? Uh, are, are, we, are we kind to yes. each other at work? Yes, we joke and we tease each other all the time. And people will say, stop being so mean to each other. But it's all teasing and it's it all is. with love because yeah. this is honestly the kindest place I've ever worked. I Everybody agree. respects yeah. each other. We all just, there's a, a genuine friendship kindness that mm-hmm. we all have. If you need something, there's not one person on the scene that you can't call and say, hey, right. I need you. Like, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. We say unless, yes. unless you're counting on Craig to pick up the check. Okay, Fine. besides that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's just another story. <laughs> All righty, well, still ahead in Dad's Got This, a man helping other fathers leave a legacy with a simple idea, a letter. Then later, beauty meeting biology, Dylan's going to take us to the science lab Ooh. where they are experimenting with the future of skin care. Third hour of today, I'll be right back. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats, like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate (laughs) is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're back with another edition of Dad's Got This. Hard to believe, but some dads have a little bit of a hard time expressing their feelings. But Craig recently met a man from Tulsa, Oklahoma, who was helping other dads open up to their kids. And his mission began with a life-changing letter. The first thing that we all have in common is that we have a superpower. And our superpower as a dad is our words. 
Blake Brewer has a story to share with every dad he meets, and it starts with how his life changed in an instant on a family vacation when he was 19. Just me and my dad standing on the beach. We're about to go in, go snorkeling. And he looks down at me with this big smile. And uh, he said, man, I'm glad you're out here with me. And we put on the snorkel gear and headed out in the water. And pretty soon we got to a pretty deep spot. And the current was really strong. And my dad started to struggle. Blake was able to swim his father, Larry Brewer, to shore. But after CPR attempts to save his life were unsuccessful, he was pronounced dead leaving Blake in a state of shock. I'm back in the condo and my mom appeared in the doorway and she said, I found something in your dad's briefcase that I know he was gonna give you on this trip. It was a letter from his dad that he'd been working on for months and the words in it would change the course of Blake's life. Were there lines that stood out to you that still stand out to you? My dad wrote, as you're being faithful to the Bible, you're often going to find yourself in the minority. But I assure you that in heaven, you'll be in the majority. Love your dear old dad. That line influenced Blake to follow a path into ministry and in 2020 to start an organization called the Legacy Letter Challenge with the goal of helping one million dads write a letter to their child like the one he had received from his dad. But if you could have one line repeating over and over and over again in their mind, what would it be? That would be your legacy line, and I recommend putting it last. At letter writing workshops like this recent one in Northwest Arkansas, Blake shares his mission and teaches dads how to make an impact with their own letters. Jarrett McClellan was one of the dads taking notes. They hear so much of our voice throughout their whole life that it sounds like a clanging bell sometimes. And when we have an opportunity to write a letter, it's out of the everyday norm. What are some of the concepts that dad should keep in mind when they're writing these letters? I love you and it's unconditional. I'm proud of you, not for what you've done. I'm proud of you for who you are and I believe in you. And as dads, like we see the potential that our children could be. Yeah. And it can be frustrating at times when they're like making mistakes, but we're never gonna shame our children into who they could be. Now that he's a father, Blake challenged himself to write a letter to his kids a couple years ago. And when you read them the letter, did they react? Yeah, so I decided to go ahead and read my uh, four-year-old her letter. And, you know, each night I'm you know, trying to read her a book or a princess book or something. And then that night I said, hey, daddy's got something for you. I am boohooing through this letter. And so I get to the end of the letter and I, I look up at her and she looks at me and she says, uh, daddy, can you read me the princess book now? <laughs> <laughs> but the next night uh, she went up to my wife and she said, last night, daddy read me a message. Can he read me that message again tonight? Wow. So far, Blake has helped thousands of dads write legacy letters to their children through his online and in-person letter writing classes. And he's still hoping to reach and surpass his goal of one million meaningful letters. Yes, it's about the, the son or the daughter that gets the letter. But it seems to me that it's, it's just as much about the dad that's writing the letter. I tell dads as you're writing this letter, like it's for you and your family, but each letter does honor my dad's legacy. If he had known when he had written that letter, the impact that it would have on my life, but now the impact that it's having on so many other people's lives, 
That's faithful. Yeah. Blake is continuing to offer letter writing classes through his website at LegacyLetterChallenge.com. And this summer, Legacy Letter is launching in other cities and trying something new. In Kansas City, they're partnering with Big Brothers Big Sisters to help write letters to kids. Oh, that's such really a great, great way to communicate. I love that. For sure. Love it. All right, just ahead, we are going to get a glimpse into the future when we pay a visit to a science lab where biology meets beauty. Then later, go behind the counter at one of Al's favorite neighborhood restaurants where their classic recipe became a viral hit. We'll be right back. This morning, we are getting a glimpse into what could be the future of beauty. I recently visited a lab where researchers are blending science with cosmetics, and the results are a beautiful thing. Researchers at this lab in Boston are working on the next big thing. Fascinating. In beauty, and it's all made possible through the power of biology. Jasmina Aganovic is the founder and CEO of Arkea Beauty, a startup aiming to build a new sustainable supply chain for the beauty industry using biotechnology. So first things first, what is biotechnology. When you think of a factory, you think of like a big building with equipment and things go in that building and then we use that equipment to make the things that we want. Biotech is basically the same thing except for in this case your factory is a living cell, right? It's a microbe that's making those things. And then you let the microbe do the work. Exactly. With technologies like DNA sequencing, biological engineering, and fermentation, researchers at Arkea are safely growing beauty ingredients in a lab instead of sourcing them from the environment. We have been creating our ingredients by extraction, right, from either animals or plants or even petrochemicals. And each of these things has a footprint. And so biology and biotech presents a perfect antidote to this, which could create better sustainability profiles, um, but also uh, new levels of performance that can get consumers really excited. That excitement extends to beauty powerhouses like Chanel and Olaplex, among others, who already invest in Arkea, which raised $78 million in funding in 2021. If we use rose oil as an example, from a manufacturing standpoint, you need 200,000 petals to make just a few milliliters of rose oil. And so think of the land footprint, think of the water consumption. With biotech, however, you take out all of those variables and you're able to, through a microbe, through a single fermentation, produce what you need and just what you need without all that waste. Give me an example of another area where we could see some of this biotechnology showing up. One area you might be hearing about in the news a lot is sunscreen. So this is strange to say, but fish don't get sunburned. And it turns out they have this molecule that we don't have as humans. And what we're doing is studying that molecule and creating it through fermentation so that we don't have to extract it from fish and looking to bring that to market in sunscreens. I mean, this opens up a whole new way of doing things. So uh, I call biology a new creative tool for the industry. I get even more excited about all the possibilities, many of which we can't even imagine today. Products that remember how to curl your hair in the shower may one day become a thing of the future. Trying to prevent odor? Well, instead of masking it, Arkea has created an ingredient that can shift the smell away. So I have here a few Petri dishes of different kinds of microbes that grow in our underarm area. And some of them cause smell and some of them don't. Oh, yes, that, that does smell. Okay. <laughs> and so what we wanted to do is to create ingredients that can make them not smell. So this is what our ingredient technology will ultimately look like that 
formulators are going to be and already are working with, which we're calling ScentArc. That would go into a stick. Exactly. And that becomes the new deodorant. Exactly. Biotechnologists are even helping to revive elements that are extinct, proving that the possibilities in beauty are endless. So here you're about to smell a fragrance from a flower that no longer exists. So this is a flower that existed in Hawaii. Went extinct in 1910. Oh, that's cool. Not that it went extinct, but this one. Oh, wow. And that one is my personal favorite. Well, I mean, these are just scents I've never smelled before. And this is all because of what biology enables. Arkea is planning to launch its own fragrance brand in the fall. And that deodorant technology they mentioned, it's already being sampled and formulated and could reach store shelves by next year. Oh. It just so cool. zaps away the, 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 the scent. Yeah, it's, not a moment too soon for here. Fascinating. <laughs> all right. Just ahead of Try This Today, I headed to Atlanta to try out a popular dance aerobics class. Let me tell you, it was a party. And then later, we are getting sassy, and she made it when we meet a busy mom who took took a big leap to follow her fashion dreams. We'll be right back. We are back with a double try this today. First, we're heading down south because a few months ago, I visited Atlanta to try my hand, or really my feet, at a viral (laughs) workout that is a lot of fun. One night, I'm scrolling through Instagram as I do before I go to bed, and I stumble across this step class, and I'm like, oh, I wanna find this guy. And here I am. Just one video, and I was hooked. That is EJ Houston, and every Thursday night, he turns his gym into a step aerobics dance floor. Tell me about Get Down, Stay Down. Where did this come from? The motto is you get the weight off and you keep it off with like extreme movement, having fun. I flew down to Atlanta to see it for myself, and in the process learned that EJ has a powerful story fueling his upbeat workouts, having tragically lost his mom when he was just eight years old. When I tell somebody that, they instantly pay attention because they're going through things at home, they're going through things with their parents, going through things at work, and it's like, okay, how is this person that has all of this same stuff going on keeps leveling up? by refusing to stay down and sad. Instead, EJ focused his energy into his dreams as an athlete and ultimately a personal trainer. Your passion, your energy just, it comes across. I just met you and I feel it. My purpose is to just help people. Wanting to help more than just one person at a time, EJ made a commitment to motivate others who may be going through struggles of their own. He started teaching group step classes and knew there was only one way to get people in the door, by throwing a party. So if somebody walks into your class, what will they see? Fun, people releasing, people that may be going through pain and they're at least having a good time for that one hour. Those people make up the hundreds of folks who show up both in person and online week after week. So this series is called Try This Today. Mm-hmm. Why should someone give Step a chance? It's just a fun way to just move. And that's all that Step Aerobics is about. You can do it fancy, but if you get on it, you can just get on and off and on and off to the beat. It's actually fun. It looked fun, and I was there to learn from the man himself. But my morning TV job kept me from staying to take his nighttime class. So EJ brought together a group of his best steppers to help show me the moves. 
So tell me, what do you say to motivate everybody? One band, one sound. What do you mean by that? One person messed up this routine, we gotta start it over. Is he tough love? Yeah. I'm tough on everybody. He doesn't come up and give you a little hug? Oh, no. No. <laughs> All right, I'm ready to learn. All right. Okay. So the first move, okay? Okay. We're gonna say one, two, three, four, boom, knee. One, two, three, four, boom, knee. Okay. <laughs> Second move, we're starting to the left side again. Take, Take it, it back. back. Boom, knee, knee kick, kick, knee. Yeah. Now the other side. Wait, that's the most encouraging, like, whatever. Knee, kick, knee. That's it. Clap it up. Okay. The third and final move. Step, step over, step, back, step, over, boom, knee. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look, one okay. band. One sound. Yep, guess who's in the band? <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> Finally, it was time to put it all to music. Okay. You ready? Let's go. Knee, kick, step, step, over, step, back, step, over. Step, over, step, back, step, over. Last round. One, two, three, four. Take it back. Knee, kick, step. You want to feel my sweat? A big thank you to EJ, Mecca, and everyone at the Loft Athletic Club in Atlanta, Georgia for having us. And since we first aired our story, Get Down, Stay Down has added 200 new members. And EJ is still doing online classes for, let's say you want to try it and you're not in the Atlanta area. You too can join in on the fun. And do that. And, and do, do that. See, that's that is a part workout. of the move. That is my mantra. What? Get down, stay down. Get down. <laughs> Don't get up. Uh, so while Chanel was working up a sweat, I tried something a little bit different. Uh, there's a neighborhood gem on the Upper East Side called the Lexington Candy Shop. It's been around for almost 100 years. Mm. My family and I have been going there for decades. Well, when their signature drink went viral on TikTok earlier this year, I jumped on the chance on how to learn how to make it. You ready for the Coke float? I'm ready. All right, go in there. That's the Coke float place. Coke floats. Coke floats for everybody. Yeah. At nearly a century old, the Lexington Candy Shop has stood at the corner of Lexington and East 83rd Street since 1925. Founded by Soterius Phyllis, a Greek immigrant, his son Pete joined the family business in 1930. Not much has changed over the years, except now people are lining up just to get in. And you'll find John behind the counter, the third generation Phyllis, who now owns the business with his partner, Bob Karcher. Your father was here, your grandfather's here. Did you think you were gonna end up running the place? I started working here when I was 14. Now it's 2023, and I'm still here. I, I like it. You know, I like the food, I like the, the customers and the environment. How did it get named the Lexington Candy Shop? Because you, you don't really sell that much candy. No, but when my grandfather started in 1925, they were making candies downstairs. And a lot of the Greeks went into the candy business, and we did too, and that was it. You walk in and there are regulars. I mean, what keeps people coming here to the Lexington candy shop? The ones that come every day, we know them. We don't have Wi-Fi because we want people to talk. These days, both regulars and new customers are talking even more about the iconic luncheonette's Coke floats. It's delicious. I can see what everyone waits for. After 
popping on social media. This post alone went viral with 45 million views. Wow, beautiful. Within the hours, people were coming here. The next day went viral. And I'm a star. <laughs> we're both stars right here. <laughs> John says that the luncheonette used to sell on average about 50 of these sweet treats a week. How many are you making now? A week? Probably about a thousand. Wow. I live in the neighborhood and I'm, I'm walking around. Oh, I see these lines. What has that been like for you guys? Besides the fact it's stunning, <laughs> it's very tiring, but we like it. For two years with COVID, we were trying to get through it. Now, we got it, we're here, and we're making up for it, so to speak. We used to get one shipment of ice cream a week. Now we're getting three or four. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit, I don't think I've ever had a Coke float. Can you show me how you make a Coke float? That's what you're gonna do. We'll do it together. We're ready to go. Time to head straight to the pint for the scoop. This is the way that we were doing it 100 years ago. Wow. All right, I think I remember that. First, John giving me a quick tutorial. Three, four, five, six. And you're stirring while you do it. Vanilla. Of course. <laughs> of course. Nice little plop. Now it's my turn. I pump the Coca-Cola syrup into a glass. One, two, three, four, five, six. Then add seltzer and stir. Oh, he's good. Look at this. Next, ice cream. Mm -hmm. Finally, I top it off with a spritz of seltzer. <laughs> That's living. <laughs> okay, so the Coke floats, amazing. But the candy shop says once folks are in the door, they also sample the mil milkshakes, the fresh squeezed lemonade, and the fantastic burgers. It is all good. And you That's said you've been going? Yeah, I've been going there. I mean, the kids were little when we first mm. started. In fact, Courtney worked as a waitress for three no weeks. But she couldn't handle the math because they used the actual little pads. <laughs> oh, it's like old school. I love that calculator. <laughs> coming up, a sassy edition of She Made It. Meet the designer behind some beautiful jewelry and clothes that is all about being bold. And then later in Today Food, we are making a super side, a new take on a summer classic, potato salad. Yum. We'll be right back. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. back now with She Made It and an impressive entrepreneur who juggled both a growing business and family. Today, lifestyle and commerce contributor Jill Martin Brooks recently met the busy mom behind Sassy Jones Boutique. If you want to wear your purple with your polka dots and your hot pink, you go for it. The only missing ingredient is your confidence. Sharice Jones oozes confidence. I assume when people meet you and buy something from you, they get the energy that you Exude. Absolutely. We want you to hold your head up high and walk in your worthiness while you're wearing Sassy Jones and throughout your entire life. 
Cherise founded Sassy Jones, her fashion and lifestyle brand, 10 years ago. But her love of self-expression really began back when she was just a little girl. I can only imagine you playing dress up. Yeah, and you know what? It started with watching the matriarchs in my family, right? Like how they would enter a room, how they went to church, how they put themselves together. And I noticed it was almost a visual vocabulary of how they were feeling on the inside. Cherise taught herself to design statement jewelry and clothing, eventually pursuing a career in marketing. I've sold everything from banking products to food to restaurants, a little bit of everything, okay? But I couldn't scratch my itch. I couldn't find that je ne sais quoi that I was looking for, that kind of fulfillment, that spark. I couldn't find it. Cherise needed to focus on a business that did have that spark, something that married her passion for fashion and strong sales background. And the Sassy Jones brand was born. So she decided to quit her nine to five job. But I also simultaneously found out I was pregnant, actually pregnant with twins. I definitely thought about like, hey, this isn't smart. You definitely need your predictable paycheck. You definitely need your health insurance. And just four months after giving birth to her sons, she packed her family into their minivan and began selling jewelry from trade show to trade show. And their legs were kicking and swinging in the backseat and we were driving to Florida, Atlanta, New York, Philly. I did 37 of them in 2016. How many units did you sell during that time? I didn't make any money, Joe. Put my husband in debt. You know, but I did learn who my customer was. And I really became addicted to helping her see herself in a new way through style. But the demands of life on the road became too much for the young family. I was about to give up, but I decided to give it one last go and pivot the business to e-com. And I discovered live stream. Here you go, Facebook. What I love about it is that- I didn't have to leave home. My babies were upstairs sleeping. The first live stream I did, there were 12 people on it. I made $600. That's when Sassy Jones took off. The business, which is still 100% family owned, now has 40 employees, a brick and mortar location in Virginia, and- The last time we were on Inc. number 24 in Inc. 5000, which puts us as the fastest growing privately held retailer in the nation who happens to be brown woman owned. Wow. The Sassy Jones woman, who is she? The Sassy Jones woman is unapologetically bold. So that's where we come in. Like we help her strengthen that muscle of like, hey, you should try a little bit of color. You should try this scar. You should try those things. What advice do you have? Because I feel like you can motivate so many entrepreneurs who are their version of in their minivan with the kids crying, with their jewelry running around. It's really trusting your knowing. As women, we tend to look around, ask, well, what do you think? What do you think? And what that practice is doing, it's actually pulling you away from really trusting yourself and listening to that inner voice. We're so busy, the calendar's booked, that we forget to check in with ourselves. And through that knowing, you really know what you're supposed to be doing next. I love the name Sassy Jones. Sassy do. It just Sassy Jones. <laughs> Since our story first aired, Sassy Jones finished work on a project to provide dormitory housing to girls in Kenya. Wow. And soon they're launching a new campaign to find other women-owned businesses to send monthly supplies to those students. What a great idea. That is a great oh, idea. Oh, man. Coming up next, we want to jazz up your holiday barbecue with a fresh take on the summer classic potato salad. Third hour today, I'll be right back. back 
now with today's food. And if you're hosting or heading to a holiday barbecue, we have a super side dish. Chef and author Gazina Bullock Prado is making her mother's potato salad. It's straight from her cookbook, My Vermont Table Recipes for All Six Seasons. Take it away, Gazina. <laughs> Hello, sweet people. I am so excited to share the best potato salad recipe with you ever. It starts with potatoes, of course. New potatoes, fingerling potatoes, baby Yukons, you can use all of those. You boil them until they're just fork tender. And the way my mom would do it, because this is her potato salad recipe or Helga's potato salad recipe, she would always peel the potatoes when they were just handleable. So they would be super hot. So what she would do is like, when I was a kid, I'd be like bouncing the potato back and forth, but she would just take it, and this is her paring knife, she would take this paring knife and then she would just gently, gently peel the potato until all the skin was off and all your fingerprints are off because it's so hot. And this is three pounds of potato until they're all peeled and then you slice them into, my mom would say, into paper thin slices, but into thin slices so once you have your potatoes nice and sliced, they'd still be warm, you're gonna combine the following ingredients. A half cup of neutral oil like canola, and then a half cup of vinegar. I use apple cider, you can also use a white wine vinegar. So that's half a cup. And then to that super secret ingredient, but no more, it's liquid muggy seasoning. You can also use soy sauce if you can't find muggy, but it is a savory, salty treat that is such an important ingredient in this. And it's just six shakes. So you go one, two, three, four, five, six. That's it. And then another super important ingredient is a quarter cup of pickle juice, or I use cornichon, you know, those super tiny ones. Uh, you can also use baby dill. So you use a quarter cup of that juice. And then you're gonna whisk that all up. And you're gonna add it to the potatoes while they are still warm. Now this is important. If they're not warm, they're not gonna absorb all that glorious goodness. Add some salt, some pepper, and then some chopped cornichon or baby dills. They're these little guys. That's a, about a half cup of that. And a half cup of Vidalia onions, or you can use shallots as well. And then you stir that all together until it gets to room temperature. So you're going to stir it and let it sit. Once it gets to room temperature, you're going to add a half cup of mayo. Use the good stuff, not the stuff with sugar in it. It's a half cup, that's it. But this gives it a nice silkiness, a nice creaminess, but not a ton. Once you've added the mayo, let it rest in the fridge for at least an hour, overnight's even better. Or you can eat it right away because it's super delicious either way. And then you can top it for visual interest with some fresh chives. Well, happy 4th of July. Have the best day ever with the best potato salad ever. Ooh, yeah, I'm, I'm picky with potato salad. Yeah. That looks really, mm -hmm. really good. Thank you for that. All right, for this recipe, head to today.com slash food. We'll be right back. And that's our broadcast for this morning. Tomorrow we're going to fire up the grill to make a full 
hot roast dinner. Mm. Next on Hoda and Jenna, they're helping plan your 4th of July bash from the decor to the drinks. We'll see you again tomorrow, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.